Welcome back. You are listening to The Bachelor Lifestyle from TheBallerLifestyle.com. We're here to sort out just a, just a messy, messy season of The Bachelorette. And, and kind of like coming to fruition, what I have said all along, this woman knew who she was going to pick in episode one. This, is, this has been a wire-to-wire show. And also, I was vindicated last week in the guy that I said was going to be your next Bachelor got the, got the most heavy-handed this guy's got to be the next Bachelor edit I've ever seen on this show. They went out of their way to make one guy look so completely jilted but have a great attitude about it and just they 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 built a hero they're going to when when the after the final rose comes or when the mentel all come mark my words andrew will be announced as the next bachelor the football player from vienna uh we're, we're going to talk about it all cuz i barely pay attention you guys know that uh i am joined now as always by the guy that the guy that really knows what's going on in the bachelor world jason stewart jason what's up Hello, everybody. Yay. So, um, Andrew, definitely. He's the bachelor. Unless unless they go rogue and and just choose a random guy that wasn't on previous season like they've they've done a couple times. Yeah. And, you know, the bachelor last year, Matt. Um, I think think he's got it if he wants it. Um, And I think we left off last episode. I was thinking Trey because he had just been sent home, but but it's Trey or Andrew, and I think that you're right. I mean, this was an unusual ending to the episode. We've never seen we've never seen like a post Rose uh, edit like this, and I think you're right. It all just like screams that they wanted to leave a, a great taste in the mouths of the viewers. Um, oh yeah, so they so they could position this perfectly for the delivery she invited him back and he said hey i really appreciate it i really do feel a strong connection with you but i think you told me everything i needed to know so thank you for your time but no thank you i'm not coming back i'm leaving so he so he big dicked it but also is the jilted guy. So he's he's really he's really getting it both ways where he looks like a strong alpha male, but at the same time he was rejected and so you feel kind of bad for him. It's it's it was really masterfully done. Andrew is definitely the next bachelor. I mean, there's a lot of room between now and the bachelor. I mean, we have an, a whole other bachelorette season. To, who, to that's go true. Through. That's true. So, so who, who knows? That's a good. That's a good point. But I, I'll just say I'm just I'm going to stick to it because I don't know if you listened, but remember last week on this show, do you remember what I said about about Andrew and how I said, you know, who's going to be the next Bachelor? Andrew. Well, they've said they've I've been vindicated. They set it up for him to be the next yeah. Bachelor. So, so barring somebody coming on the on the next right bachelorette and getting it an even better at it it's andrew for sure and maybe andrew will crash that bachelorette yeah maybe that's what they do nowadays right or yeah somebody will definitely crash or they'll go back like um nine years in his instagram (laughs) and they'll see that he like um you know insulted a a fast food worker or something and that would be Right. Then there's he'll a, be canceled. There's a lot of ground, a lot of landmines to avoid between now and uh, the next Bachelor season. But um, so as we've already kind of started, we started with the end of the show. We might as well might as well just kind of uh, button that part up. Like we, you know, yep. typically speaking, you know, next week is hometowns, and hometowns. hometowns are a big deal on this show. They they seem to make it a bigger deal every single season. Um, Hontaos was made famous by Juan Pablo, who, um, looking back, um, took the show as, uh, 
as, I don't know, what would you say, less serious as anybody has ever taken it, but he would use the hometowns not only as like a like a, a thing where he would take someone special or he would go to, to meet their families and it was a special thing because there was an emotional bond. Yep. But he used the hometowns as kind of like a, a bargaining chip, a, a quid pro quo. He would like he would like say things to women like, you know, next week is hometowns, you know, so, you know, and, but it would be almost like a if you want the hometowns, maybe on this date, you'll you know, you'll, you'll cuddle with me or something. It was just yeah. a weird thing. So yeah. when I say hauntas, I'm, I'm, I'm mocking or mimicking Juan Pablo, whose English was a second language. He had a, he had, he had the accent and then kind of hauntas just in what it meant to him. It was m- much more of a bargaining chip than it was a special thing. But now, now Katie, um, She's got four guys to take to hometowns. She started the episode with seven dudes, um, so she had to trim it down to three. Lucky, luckily enough for uh, her, I guess not lucky, but she had already sent two dudes home before the rose ceremony. So she really only had to want, break one guy's heart at the mm-hmm. rose ceremony, and it was Andrew. Um, and Andrew. Uh, football player, Vienna, speaks in a British accent when convenient. He's from Chicago. Um, he was raised by a single mom. He's got a great, uh, I guess, background, family background, everything. He definitely looks like, looks like a great bachelor candidate. He was, he, was, he was taken by surprise. This show, to me, um, I, don't, I don't care how well prepared you are for it. Um, this show could be so cruel in that the subject Katie had him and everybody watching believing that he was going to go to hometowns. Unbelievable. The way she talked to him yep. the last time they spoke yep. and then you know they were like making out and holding each other and like she had this thing uh, in this episode where she basically told every dude that she spoke to that love is the priority and then everything else will just we'll just work it out. We'll just work it out. Yep. You know, we got the single father and that dynamic, and the in laws of the of the dead wife. Yeah, you know, love is first, and then we'll just work. We'll just work everything out. Yeah. Like so, she gave him that that speech. Like, I don't know how yeah. he was completely blindsided. Yeah, she she was like, oh fuck, I'll move to Vienna. Like, like all of it. Like she was she was making future plans with him, and she's like, hey, if it doesn't work out. You know, if we can't have kids right away, no problem. I can wait a couple years. Like it was an insane. I mean, I'm surprised she's not taking more shit for it because she really pulled the old switcheroo on him. And that's the thing. Like as he was being let go, I kept waiting for it. Like sometimes you'll get the the bitter dude that'll no. be like, okay, I get it. Okay, I get it. You 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 following for somebody on the show and it's not me. I got it. Mm-hmm. But why why lead why'd me lead me along? Like why, why were you so like, she was just very, like, it just seemed, um, intentionally leading him on to, to make him believe he's going to the next round. And you're right. I don't know if she's gotten a lot of shit on social media because I don't traffic in the periphery of the show. Like a lot of people do. I don't do spoilers. So maybe she is getting a lot of shit for that, but he took it like a champ. Like he didn't, there was no bitterness whatsoever. He was stunned and he was hurt and then he he circled back after the rose ceremony which is which you never really see this right there was still like 5 minutes left in the show after the rose ceremony you know typically they'll like do like a a uh toast with the people left and then they just kind of tease the next uh week and that's it well they went back to each of their rooms after the rose ceremony and then andrew knocked on her door and said, I mean, he said all the right things to be the next bachelor. He's like, look, um, I know it's not going to happen right now. I just wanted to leave the way, you know, we spent time together during the show. I want, I want you to be smiling. I want there to be good feelings. And the mixed message that he did send, and you tell me if, 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 uh, if this is a contradiction or not, he, he left her an envelope with a message. It was kind of like a mocking of a date card that said, if you change your mind, I'm always here. Okay. That's a, it's a great one, right? So 
what she does is she reads that and she cries and then she sprints after him. Now, yeah. I don't know where he's going yeah. because he's got to stay at the resort and right. there's no, he's not leaving anywhere, but the whole world was locked down at the time and they're in the <laughs> middle of nowhere. They're not doing our thing where they should be driven away in a golf cart by, by a bellman. But there, there's a Cadillac, there's an Escalade there to round him up. And she, she races after him and, and does the old, wait, like right. what change? Oh, I didn't know he was going to write me a note. I mean, he told me he loved, he told me he was falling for me and we made plans to move to Vienna together. But then he wrote me a note. I didn't know there would be notes. <laughs> and, and, and But his message to her was, up until he declined her, was, I'm here if you change your mind. In other words, if if the thing that you're working on right now doesn't work out, I'm here. Um, yeah. so, that, so that's one message. So then, like, as she's crying and wrapped up in the emotion of things, she's like, what if, what if we could work something out to where you stay, okay? In other words, there's like a fifth dude who does hometowns and yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, oh, and, yeah, right. Oh, I didn't even she, get that. Yeah. And she's like, and, and he's like, um, you know, I want my wife to choose me first. Fuck yeah. You know, I, I don't want, I yep. don't want her to choose someone else. That's first. big, that's big bachelor that, energy right there. So it is. It's great. And mm-hmm. that's a great line. Like, but it kind of contradicts the, if you change your mind, I'm here. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, don't how, I, know. I don't know how you could do both of those, but, um, yeah. like I said, it, he rejected her kind of offer to stick around uh, which is which is which is unusual. We've never seen that. Yeah. So you're right. Uh, the takeaway from this episode is that Andrew uh, raised his stock even more than it was. He's been he's been kind of a hero of this season. I I've liked him from the beginning. Um, I, I like the way he stood his ground against a couple of the uh, of the the right reasons police, uh, and I I just liked the edit that he got the entire season. And you're right. I think he's uh, he's definitely the leader in the clubhouse for the next Bachelor. So. Um, that's the way it ended, and that was definitely the most interesting part of this freaking episode. I, I will never uh, side with you when you when you call this show boring or episodes boring. Oh, this was so this boring. was as slow, yes. and as dull as it gets. Yeah. And there's a reason. She sent home the three guys that were shitsters. Yeah, she did. She did right? last week. So she did. so without without Aaron. Trey. Trey and our our uh, sociopath Hunter. Hunter. There, there just was there was zero drama. It was basically seven dudes who all like each other, who are all pulling for each other in some weird way. Um, and there's no drama, so it's basically what you're left with is this episode of like loving dates and corny and cheesy shit that i'm sure housewives yeah. across the country love but yep. it, it did it it just created no traction with me as far as interest totally it was so boring it's just a boring and like she's just like wearing sweats and t-shirts all the time i mean <laughs> it's just like she just doesn't care it's uh it's like this the season is running out of steam in a hurry and let's be honest, it's because she picked, picked Greg in episode one when they bonded over their dead dads. Well, I mean, so kind of what we're uh, – what's that game called? What is it? Uh, f- fuck, marry, or kill? Is that what it is? Yes. Have you ever, ever played f- that game? F, marry, kill, yes. Mm-hmm. F, marry, yeah. kill, right? Yep. And you give them three women or three men or whatever, and yep. they choose. I think if you're going to play F, marry, kill here yep. and kill probably – not being uh, a real relevant one, but you could just throw the painter Justin in the kill category because he's not interesting. Um, oh, yeah. So, oh, but they had so, a painting challenge this week, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. They basically they gave him a wheelhouse yeah. challenge yeah. this week. Um, but so I'll put Justin in the kill, but it's he's just so uh, non consequential; it doesn't matter. If but if I, I do have a a fuck and a marry, and she wants to marry Greg, I yeah. think that's obvious. Yes, but she really wants to fuck Blake. Yeah, she does. She does. She yeah. he he he's going to be around until the fantasy suite. He is. He definitely is. And she's he, sex positive. That's why. That's why they were drawing. Um, they were d- drawing pictures of labia this week because <laughs> yeah. she's sex positive, and they want. I don't know if you know that, dude. Blake Blake has at this juncture of the game, and and it's honest. 
that yeah. he's not he's not being uh, disingenuous. He said, "I don't love you yet." He's yeah. like, "I yeah. think it's inevitable that I I probably will, but I don't love you yet." And she's still like dripping wet when she sees him. Like, there's going to be a fantasy suites with Blake, um, and I think she's going to eventually choose Greg over yes. yes i don't know who maybe maybe she I, I can't see her dragging the single father no. to the very end no. i mean that'll be cruel and unusual no. I, but we knew tells me she's got to dump him we knew as soon as we got the story of the dead wife i mean r.i.p i don't mean to make light of it this man this man went, suffered a major personal tragedy we knew he was not you couldn't just get rid of him right away like he's got, he, he needs to stay around for a while. So we knew he'd get to hometowns, but I, I don't think he makes it to, to the fantasy suites. I mean, I don't, Michael A, sorry. There's no way that dude slings dick. He just doesn't. He just, uh, he's sorry. He's, it's been, you know, he's been out of the game a while. He just doesn't have the energy. Like he can really throw it down in a fucking real, that took my breath away sort of style. Like Katie sex positive, you know, she needs a man that can really hit those spots for her. And Michael a has none of that energy. There's no way, which is kind of surprising when she let Brendan, the hockey moron go my favorite. He's going to be great on bachelor in paradise because big, dumb strapping dudes like that, that play hockey. They, they can throw it down. Like I figure she would have used him as much like she's going to use Blake for just a good, just good old fashioned sex, positive, just fucking in the fantasy suites. And she let, she let Brendan go, which was a surprise to me. Brendan, um, so I have thoughts on the single father that I'll give, but Brendan, to me, like, um, he kind of played it. Uh, he played it the way you're supposed to. Totally. If you're if you're a man, yeah, okay? yeah. So so t- this is this the big thing about this episode. They spent and that this is what where you knew they had zero plot left, no drama. They spent the first five minutes um, getting testimonials from all the dudes about how important one on ones are. Because I don't know, if you don't know by now, uh, it's really important to have a one-on-one. You Gotta know? have that one-on-one. Brandon got no one-on-ones. This significant time together. Yeah. That, those are the important. So yeah. they they must have spent five minutes with dudes talking about, on the couch, talking about how important one-on-one dates yeah. are. As if this wasn't, you know, season 22, yes. episodes eight or nine, yep. where, yeah, we get it. We, we got that part. So mm-hmm. Brendan and the Virgin Michael have not gotten a one-on-one all season, okay? Yep. So you knew something was going to come to a head with, with one of these guys, if not mm-hmm. both. So uh, the, the um, group date is announced after Greg had gotten the first one-on-one and just like, god awful boring ass date that we could probably talk about but the but as soon as they get to the group date that's the that's the key because whoever she picks for the for the group date and 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 then by um by what do you call it subtraction whoever the last one-on-one is that's a significant one yeah so so she chooses brandon to, to go on the group date which means he will have gone every episode up into hometowns without any one-on-one time. The guy has gotten all, he hasn't gotten a lot of screen time at all. No. And when he, when he is, he's a cool dude. He's fine. Cool dude. He's and, got that cool hair. He's look, he's a big dummy, you know, like he's a big old dumb hockey dude. Like he, he's great. He's my favorite. He looks like really good. Like he's, he's old. He's got a lot going for him. Yeah. Um, but the, but he's gotten zero time with her. Like yep. they do cocktail, co- cocktail moments and then group date moments, but he's gotten zero time with them. I'm thinking if I'm a man, I like, I, I, I want my, at least walk away with my dignity on this thing. And he did it. And I'm proud of him. Cause he, um, after he's not chosen for the, for the one-on-one, he's like, I, what the fuck am I doing here? What, why would I go on another group date 
and the, or even go to another rose ceremony. Like I, I, I've spent a total of nine minutes with this chick. Yep. Why, why would I, why would I do that? So he went, he goes to her room and I mean, she acts shocked that he showed up and stuff. It was almost like he goes to the room and says a few words just about, you know, I know this is your journey, but I have feelings too. Yeah. <laughs> like th- which makes perfect sense. And she's like, I get it. Yeah. Um, we're just not there yet. And I, 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 we can't really play catch up and I'm going to say goodbye to you. And it was just kind of the way it was supposed to go. But I think he, he held on to his dignity. Like he kind of chose his way out as opposed to just going along with all the shit that the show wants you to go along with and then getting like embarrassed at the end. Yeah, totally. Like it's no, he did himself solid. You know, he's not, obviously he's not bachelor material. Cause I mean, there's just not going much going on between the ears, but he's great for paradise because I mean, he's chiseled, he's tall, athletic, you know, he's hockey player. So, you know, he can throw down. He's going to, he's going to tear it up in paradise for sure. He seems like no drama. Like, yeah, he's kind of got a John Paul Jones vibe to him. A little bit. Yeah. That John Paul is a little out there, but like Brandon just seems like a type that has just been crushing it for a long time. I'm sure he was like the, the, the local hockey great and was just getting uh, girls and ladies left and right growing up. And he just has that vibe. Like he's not too moved either way by this. Like I could take this or leave this, um, which is great. So yeah. Brandon got, was the first to, uh, to leave the show. So now we're down to six dudes. Um, and like I said, Greg got the first one-on-one that was kind of an upset because he, he is the chosen one. He had already done a one-on-one. He got yep. the first one-on-one yep. and then he got this one. Okay. We learned this from Hunter. Hunter, Hunter predicted this. Yep. Yeah. We, we have to give the pronosticator Hunter credit before he, uh, before he, he kills, um, uh, a bank full of people at some point. Um, so Greg goes on what seemed to me to be just like a, a walking through the wilderness date. Um, I'm trying to even think of what the hell they did. I, I, I honestly was so bored with it. Um, so boring. And the, I'm confusing and f- him and Mike's one-on-one. I don't. And plus they're both real boring white guys. <laughs> Um, Mike though, Mike's the virgin and he wears that giant crucifix. So he's easy to tell apart from the rest, but it was like, they did not, what'd they do? Nothing. I, I, I honestly don't. Oh no. You know what they did? Um, they set up, uh, things. It was a Seattle theme. So I guess she's from Seattle. Um, and they wanted to do Seattle things. So they had them like throwing fish back and forth. Um, and then they were swallowing oysters that she choked on. And then they set up a football field and did something that is just, uh, so uninteresting. They played one-on-one football, um, where she acted like she caught a kickoff and he had to tackle her. Oh oh my God. It was just awful. So anyways, um, and she's like, football is a big deal in Seattle. And I'm thinking right. it's, yeah, it's, one of the, yeah. it's one of the few cities in America. Well, football's that, a big deal. Fo- yeah, football's a really big deal. Seattle. <laughs> well, you know, in, in Seattle, Jay, they have the 12th man, the crowd. The, the crowd is the 12th man. They, they're like, hey, we have 11 guys on the field. But the the ninety thousand people in the stands, you're number twelve. You're also on the team because you yell a lot. That's exactly right. Yeah. And uh, and 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 I'm not going to dismiss the Huskies and their proud program too. Um, but but there are many cities in this country where football is a big deal, other than the city I live in. Jason, Jason. In in Seattle, and I don't. I've only been to. I've, I've only briefly been to Seattle. I haven't spent a lot of time there. In Seattle, do you know? Because I know it is. It is a port town. It is near the on the sea. Is there any like fish markets in Seattle? And if you were to go to one, 
is there any chance if you're like, Hey, I'd like to, I'd like to buy that salmon right there. Would the guy you bought it from, would he take it and would he fucking wing it real hard rugby style to another guy? Yeah, that's exactly what they would do. Oh, they do do that there? They do do oh, that. Who knew? I had no idea. We've what? seen that a couple of times. What a, what a lucky guess I just made. I had no idea that they did that there. I was just guessing. And and Greg and Katie uh, imitated that. And, oh, they did? I was <laughs> No, and, they did it. Oh, yeah. And then Katie <laughs> got him. She got him pretty good. Like He went to catch the body of this fish. And the tail like swung up and got him really good in the nose. It was pretty funny, um, but yeah, yeah, I, I I'm glad that you uh, you tracked that one. Um, but by the end of this date, it's basically Greg um, telling her that this entire experience has been frightening for him, and that the vibe that she picks up from him, like she basically said, it just seems like you're, you you want to leave the show, and he's like, that's a vibe you're picking up on this insecurity i've been scared yeah i was i was bullied when i was growing up i was always a little kid and it just takes a lot for me to let my guard down and be strong yeah that's Um, this is uh they're like setting up like a fake drama there yeah like they're just looking for something they she's like well before we end the date after the dinner there's one thing we gotta show you and then they walk out and um and what else do you know about Seattle other than it's big in football and they throw fish at each other? What else do you know about Seattle? Well, I won't. I, we've learned on the baller lifestyle podcast that there is a um, men's masturbation club there. Uh, Rain city jacks where dudes, <laughs> where dudes can go, where dudes go hang, hang out and just take their clothes off and they just, stroke away on their hogs with a bunch of other dudes. So, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's to me, that's the second most well-known thing about Seattle. I'm going to guess that it might. And again, I haven't spent a lot of time there. Maybe something to do with the weather. Yeah. Cause um, it rains in Seattle. Yes, it rains I've heard that in the upper. Yeah. And um, so they walk out of their room or wherever they are having dinner, dinner at and they uh, rigged some um, fake rain. So they had some kind of water machine. And Greg's acting like it's like he's watching Moses separate the seas. Like he thinks it's like this miracle that he's envision like that he that he's watching. He's like, "Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. Oh my god! Like no. just yes. it's just it's just water coming out of a machine yeah. or something." Now I, I'm sorry, Jason. I'm not doing. I'm not. Do- our audience might be mad at me. I had this, I had this on, I watched this episode of the bachelorette on my computer while I was also watching Kenley Jansen in the Dodger game, go out to the mound with several cans of gasoline and a, and a, and an entire box of Ohio blue tip matches. So I didn't, I wasn't paying attention was Greg's was Greg's football performance anything reminiscent of Connor B's truly pathetic volleyball skill display? Yeah, that, there just wasn't enough footage to detect that. Okay. But I, okay. I think we already know. We already know Greg's athleticism because they – then they they played something earlier in the um, season of, that was basketball oh, that, related. Well, yeah, it was like it was like rugby basketball where they all try to kill each other, or maybe even something. I remember seeing Greg do something that was athletic and thinking he's done that. Like he, oh, so okay. I, he's much much more athletic than the musician Catman, and uh, and Kenley Jansen. I don't know what we're gonna do with that one because um he's thrown in he's thrown in the low 90s all of a sudden maybe it might be a good idea to get back to uh and i don't know the right terminology i'll just say get back to the cycle that he was on at the beginning of the season whatever he was doing at the beginning of the season that had him throwing 98 again 95 at least 
maybe we get back to doing that. Cause if you, cause if you're throwing not that hard and with not much movement, major league hitters are, are able to hit the ball with the, with the fat part of the bat. And it it's, often goes over the fence when they do if that. The, if this team is going to do anything uh, in October, then it's probably going to be something like last postseason, and that people yep. forget that Kenley Jansen was not the closer in the World no. Series. Like, What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. They had they had they had lost confidence. Bullpen by committee. Urias. He's the one. He's the one who closed out Game Seven. He like yeah. pitched the last couple innings. Four so innings. it's like, yeah. I I just think that Kenley's like this game kind six. of yeah. at this point like a symbolic thing. He's been there. We pay him a lot of money, yeah. and we're just going to use him Great. in the regular season, and then yeah. postseason we'll figure something out. He's still pretty effective. He's blown two in a row. What's where's um where's my guy bruised our Gratterall? Speaking of throwing hard, yeah, I don't know. He's on the shelf. I'm not sure. We but. need him and his serious show chain. <laughs> back on the back on the mound because that's he was he was an important guy for us last year. Okay, so Greg can we've determined Greg can throw a football. Yeah, he he could play. He could do some sports. He's yeah. a, he's a decent athlete. Yeah, and he's really impressed by the fake water machine. The yeah, fake rain machine. Yeah. Um. So they end their date on that note. Everything's great. Pretty much, he pretty much wrapped up his hometown. With the with the rose, um, and pro- he'll probably win the show. But um, they have the group date, and it's really lame. They go into this little courtyard. There is an artist that I don't know. Maybe she's a big deal in in artist circles, but um, she her art is um, her brand is flowers that look like vaginas. Yeah, yeah, that's. It's There's, pretty overt. You know, she's not – there was an artist photographer back in the 40s, I believe, Georgia O'Keefe, that was the first to do this, that she was she was doing this long ago. But, yeah, she was doing – she does paintings and they're flowers that look like labia, which I support. I like a nice labia. Yeah, I mean, it was – it was um, the show – I don't know. The show has to pick – it just has to pick a lane here. If we're going to um, talk about sex positive and we're basically going to openly discuss people having sex in the fantasy suites and you can't like, you can't tiptoe around art that looks like a vagina. Like all these guys were like afraid to say what the art was. They, cause she would be like, Hey, what do you think of this uh, painting? What do you think it is? And they would like tiptoe around it and try to, Try to not say it. it. Just say it, dude. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. We've reached a point of the show where you can just openly state these these things. Yeah, they were like they were like so like overly embarrassed and like, oh my god, it's like a painting that kind of looks like a pussy. Like what? Who cares? Right. It's it's 2021. There's a sex positive bachelorette. Uh, everybody except for Mike, Mike, the former ball player, virgin. Has seen one of those before, you know, <laughs> at least one. Um, so they have the contestants uh, do art that for Katie art yeah. about Katie. See, and this it's just is awful. I hate this kind of shit because I'm so bad at art. But yeah, like, me too. I would be so, awful at this. So I guess they gave them a an option, like choices of what kind of art you want to do. You didn't have to paint a picture. And uh, single father Michael just strangely chose clay. Like if if you get, I'm not, I I I am awful at art. Yeah. But if you gave me like um, a choice yeah. of things to do art yeah. with, like clay would be the very last yeah. thing. I, I anything that would be anything that I would do with clay would look like um, the gopher that Bill Murray made. In uh, in in Caddyshack, D four explosive, yeah, right, yeah. But that, could that's you what make, it would look like. Did what? Did it have to? Was it supposed to be like a sculpture? Because couldn't you like make a little bowl or something, like a little pinch pot? <laughs> like here, I <laughs> he, made this for you. He ended up making um, something 
that he thought looked like her ass and said, Oh my this God. This is called the rear view. Um, oh my God. How did I miss yeah. that? He should be yeah. fired. And, and Justin or somebody was like, um, I hope something like, I don't, I don't think Michael has seen her ass, but I really hope that that's not something about that. That's not what her ass looks like. Or, that's a horrible looking ass to to say this is your ass. But anyways, um, Justin, remember, is the artist. He makes a boring picture. Blake basically takes this one off. He says, I don't do art. And he just um, he scribbled a, a just a black, a pure black picture. And then he starts saying sexual shit that I didn't even understand. It was so like cryptic and stupid. Um, and who else was on the date? I think that was it. Right. So, um, so the significant shit happened at the, (laughs) at the, uh, the cocktail hour after the date, um, Blake sits down with her and like Blake's really cocky. He, he knows that he's moving forward and he just sits down and he's like, Hey, I think my mom's going to love you. And she, she's like, Oh wow, you really you're, you're that confident that you're going to make it to next week, huh? And it, and he's like, um, it's something I've been thinking about for a long time. Yeah, cuz they were DM buddies. Okay. That and he has been on the show for what? 10 total days? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe. If yeah. That. Yeah. So he's been thinking about a long time right. that, that he's that he, she's going to meet her mom or his mom. That's a good point. Uh, and and that's when he tells her, basically, I'm not in love with you. I think it's inevitable that I will be, but it's uh, I'm not. Um, and he's the only one of the guys that hasn't been like, I'm falling for you. So, But he plays that one straight. Um, Justin showed up, and he made a separate piece of art. Just so boring. And I'm thinking, I'm, I know that musicians will go on and try to get discovered and stuff. And I'm thinking, it's not a complete reach to think that this guy's trying to be discovered. Like by some yeah. art yeah. dealer or somebody yeah. who's watching the show. Yeah. I mean, he made he, a painting for her. His was really good. I guess he's a painter. I mean, well, I mean, compared to the other guys, I don't know. I I, I have no, I have I have zero barometer for what good art is, but it looks like he does pretty good at doing flowers, and that's fine. Um, yeah. So um, Michael goes to her and. He threw something in um, to this episode that he hasn't brought up before. So not only has does he have a, a, a son, a single father of a son whose mother died of cancer, tragically, um, he just dropped in there, like, in passing, that he takes care of her parents. Just in passing, he kind of drops what? that in. What? I'm thinking, yeah. holy shit, man. This guy's fucking heavy story. Yeah. Uh, just got heavier. Gets, gets the the baggage just I think if this was a if this was a flight, an airlines flight, he would have to pay another 80 bucks. That's another that's another whole thing of baggage that he that he just added on to his story. Um and so anyways, he sits down with her to try to kind of get where she's at on this and she says all the right things. She's yeah. like, "Look, when I think about us, I think about me bringing uh, a juice boxes to soccer games for your son, James, and us doing things, t- you know, as, as a three, as, as three of us. And she's like, to me, it's just like falling in love is the most important thing. And then everything else, we just figure it out. Like, again, she's telling this to somebody and he's falling for it. He loves it. He, he's loving what he, what he hears. I just don't know. You seem you would think that, like you and I speculated on this guy, as you just said earlier on in the show. It's a once you reveal that you have that you're a widow and you you're the single dad, and she died tragically, and you're still in love with her and all this stuff. You've bought yourself a, a few shows of, but I think there's a, a time too when you have to think about his feelings and the fact that he's, he's away from his son and everything and just let him go. Like it's a very convenient out for her. Like it's a, it's a great one. Like I think you're an amazing guy, but I want you to be back with your son because I don't want to take you any, any 
much further than you should. And so I don't, I, I don't think he's going to be the one. But she's her saying this shit to him in this episode is pretty pretty over the top and 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 cruel and unusual. Yeah, because I think we all think she's thinking about Greg, but yeah. who knows? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I don't. You know, I mean, I this is a just. I I don't see how there's any way it's not Greg. Right, it's been and Greg from the jump. It sure seems like it. Um, and she. After talking to Andrew, as we had referred to earlier in the episode, like there's a, she gave Andrew kind of the same spiel about love and we'll figure it out and everything. He thought he was going to get the rose and the and the invite to hometowns. Michael A, the single father, gets the rose at the end of the uh, cocktail hour. So that's two roses now, Greg and Michael A. Okay. Yeah. So now we have two roses to give out and three or four dudes left. Yep. Four dudes left. Okay? Yep. So. Um, the one-on-one date goes to Michael, the Virgin. We haven't seen a whole lot of this guy other than the fact that he's a really nice guy. He got a lot of airtime in the first or second episode because they did some sexual shit yep. and he got real uncomfortable about it, but, yep. but played it, played it well. Uh, baseball player, San Diego. Mm-hmm. He's a, a gym owner. Never who hasn't broke, had a never broke in a off weeks. a piece in his life. He's 31. Like, right. Is he 31? So we we need clarity on this. How do you, how do you not fall into one? Just one one. Let's get clarity on this because in this episode, uh, Andrew says that he's talked to Michael about this and he's had girlfriends and they've done stuff, whatever that is. And then did did you not? One of our uh, Twitter followers, one of our fans, sent us a link about him. He has slipped up. Like with oral sex or something? Yeah. What was the story? I read the headline. I, what, that's what all. Was I it? it was it was vague. <laughs> it was vague. It didn't say. It didn't. I can't imagine he would be the one performing oral because he'd be like, "Ooh, yucky!" Like I just don't see him like really. You know, you have to have like a certain amount of confidence to to, to give somebody that. I assume he would like looked away for a minute and let, and let a very nice girl perform oral sex on him. (laughs) Well, so um, I think he referred earlier in the season or maybe it was last week to this, uh, uh, to this massive amount of, um, of, of, of uh, sperm that he has like just stored in him that he needs to release. And I'm thinking, Come on, the guys. The guys obviously along the way ejaculated. There, well, you there have, is, yeah. I mean, there's your body has to get rid of it, Jason. You're <laughs> so if you don't get rid of it yourself, and trust me, I've never had one of these, but I've heard of them. You have a nocturnal emission while you're sleeping. You have a sexual dream, and while you're having a sexual dream, your testes convulse not sure how it works exactly and you ejaculate in your sleep and you're like ooh, yucky messy mom i don't know how he handles it uh but yeah if you don't get it out it's got to come out eternal or i'm sorry not eternal but uh nocturnal emission sounds like the like uh album title of like an alternative rock yeah yeah it's like it's like the cure like the cure did fashion fascinate what's your favorite cure album is it um, disintegration disintegration or um fascination street or is it nocturnal emissions right yeah i was thinking more like a weezer maybe weezer i like uh, i like head on the door uh that's a good song yeah so um Basically, it's a date where they go out into the wilderness and they meet with this hippie chick who is a cuddle expert. Not sure how you get to the point where you're, you call yourself a cuddle expert, but she is. And they basically just like get in these positions of cuddling. And yeah. um, I don't know. There's a position literally where he's on oh, yeah, in there's lap. A, there was a cuddle coach. Of course, they always have to find things to make him uncomfortable. Right, right. So, and the and that's cuddle what, that's what I'm saying. The cuddle coach is like exactly how you she's like a hippie 
She's got long gray hair, <laughs> you know, like she's exactly. And also like, how, like I'm nobody cuddles better than me. Like, how do I get that job? I'll show you yeah. how to cuddle. Cuddle coach. Yeah. And um, so th- she just basically teaches them uh, a, a couple of like uh, positions and then just leaves. So at some point, um, Katie literally gets up on him and straddles him. She sits on his lap as he's laying there. Yeah. And and I'm thinking, oh yeah. Virgin not or come? not, or How maybe be, not maybe because he's mm-hmm. a virgin. Mm-hmm. Did there's he not? no way that she's not sitting on a full erection at that point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, so, he's he's fucking roped the fuck <laughs> up. Like, so there's like this dynamic going on where you just have a feeling that she's sending him home. And there's this dude who's, who's never had sex with a woman before with a woman straddled on top of his uh, midsection. Yeah. Um, and it's just, and then they do the spooning thing where you know that he's, he's in the same state. I'm sure. Like, I don't think the Lord cares, bro. Like, I think he's fine with it. Just like, <laughs> right, like, but, but she has try to gig- hit it, bro. <laughs> she definitely has a smile on her face the yeah, entire time. She's, like she's, she's definitely te- sitting on an erection because she's teasing his hard dick that's never been used before, except the right. one time he accidentally had oral and regretted it. So he says something that that if he wasn't, if it wasn't like a foregone conclusion that she was going to send him home, um, he says something that definitely sealed the deal. Um, he said to her. He said to he said to us off off camera, and then he says to her, "You remind me of my mom." Fuck, forgot about that. It was so, dude. It was so weird and (laughs) so. There's nothing you could do to turn a woman off quicker. (laughs) It was like, like. It's not having game is not even the beginning of trying to explain what this guy did. Like, you remind me of my mom? Yeah, as they're cuddling. As they're cuddling, he's telling her, you remind me of my mom. Um, Yes, he did say that. So, yeah, that, uh, you know, we've both said, and it's not, this isn't like uh, an opinion that isn't what we shared. It's like, if you're 31 and you're a virgin, there's something going on other than Jesus. Um, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is something going hey, on hey, with we, his psychology. We had another male virgin on The Bachelor once. Yeah, kind you of. Know? Whatever, whatever that was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what right. I'm saying about that? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So it's like um, there's something going on, and and someone in that state. Of whatever whatever psychology you're under, if you're a virgin at 31, I guess you would be prone to say something on your first date while you're cuddling with a woman. You remind me of my mom. Um, so that pretty much sealed it for him. He he, uh, he told us off camera. He's like, looking forward to, to the dinner, and we'll talk about our feelings, and it'll be. We didn't even get to the dinner. Um, they were just. He was just getting over his arousal. After the yeah. cuddling, when she um, came around the corner, she like disappeared for a minute, came around the corner crying and said, um, you are such an amazing guy, but we're not going to go any further. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> just like not it's not that he doesn't have he's awkward around women. He's like he's there's a chip there that's that's wired improperly because Everyone would know not to say such a weird thing. I yeah. it's it's just crazy to me. Okay. So um the only thing I can think of when she canceled the dinner, she basically sent him home. Yeah. And it wasn't very emotional. I think everyone everyone in the world watching and him including knew he was going home probably, but yeah. like well, I mean again, he his virginity is Mike A's dead wife. Right. Like <laughs> you can't, you're, you have to be kept around because you have this, it would look bad if they sent you home. If they sit, if she sent you home 
just right. after learning you're a virgin, it's because you're a virgin right. and she's sex positive, which means she has to be accepting of people that are sex averse. So he, she had to keep him around for a while. Uh, Blake, um, Blake had said back at the, you know, they're back at the couch speculating on whether or not Michael would get a rose and Blake called it. He's like, I just don't see him moving on after I don't see him getting a rose. He's like, he said um, in a very thinly veiled uh, way, he's like, you know, Michael's just, he's, he's, he's by the book. He does things by the book and Katie doesn't do things by the book, which was a very thinly veiled way of saying, Michael doesn't have sex unless it's the right person. And Katie yeah. loves to have sex. Yeah. She wants, um, look, look, if you're getting to the fantasy suites, Katie's no fool. She's sex positive. She's not going to get engaged to somebody that does not perform <laughs> to the levels of her expectations. So she's going to sample the goods and good for her. So you're telling me that she, you don't think that she was, would be inclined to be like, uh, Michael, there's a key here. Yeah. We could either go to our separate yeah. rooms yeah. or personally, I would love to hear about all the ways I remind you of your mom more. If we could yes. talk for the next eight hours. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> so there's um for, for us keeping score and the bachelor has forced us to keep score because they're now very woke and they're, they're the, uh, the, the show of change. And yeah. there are, um, there are two men of color and there yeah. are, um, what four, five, uh, white dudes. So, uh, we go to the rose ceremony and it comes down to, uh, the single father has the rose. Greg has a rose. So there needs to be two more roses going to, uh, going and there are three dudes left. There is the artist, uh, Justin, there is Andrew and there is Blake. Um, she gives the rose to Blake right away because she needs him for the fantasy suite. Yep. So we're she down. Want, to, she wants that dick. Like we're they, down I've to seen the, them. I've seen them make out and there, there is sexual chemistry between them. And so she wants to hop on that, that Canadian, wildlife manager hog and see what's up <laughs> and, and he and he's he'll be more than happy to do it um because he's been thinking about it a long time and then um so we're down to two men of color one's going home and one's staying yeah now now the skeptic the skeptic out yeah. there yeah would say that the show said you need to bring a man of color to hometowns no least. No the skeptic would yeah. say that. Yeah. But, but I'm not going to say who knows that. now. Who knows? Um, because if, if that were true, she would have kept Andrew. What, what's Justin even doing there to me? They have no I, chemistry. I always have this internal conversation when I'm watching the show. Um, you keep around the person that's much easier to let go. You know, yeah. I think Ju Justin yeah, will be an easy point. out, even that's though you're meeting point. their family and stuff. He's such an easy out. Like, yeah, I don't buy any of that connection that they have. I don't buy it at all. I don't, no. I don't think he's, a, he's very genuine nope. or it's not that he's a bad guy. He just, it's, 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 I don't see it. So I think he's an easy out and that's why, why she kept him. Yeah. The, the problem with Andrew was that, yeah, he's such a sweet dude. And you know, they had this thing going on where I really do think that, that, and she told him uh, point blank, I don't want to meet your mom and your sister and then mislead them. I, I don't want to get to that point. So I'm letting you go now. That was another way of saying, I don't mind doing that to Justin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so, that's a good point. So that, I think that's why she chose Justin. So that's the four, right? We yep. got uh, Blake for the fantasy suites. We got Greg because he's, he's going to be the champ, the winner. The, the single dad's going to be the very complicated guy that she'll either string along or, uh, or let go next week after, she finds out that she's going to have to take care of his uh, dead wife's parents. Yep. Um, yep. And then, uh, you know, Justin, Justin's just, just wall fodder at this point. So yeah, that's he's, it. Yeah. Down to the final four. Yeah. So hometowns, which means their family comes there and then they do something like, Hey, I'm from Pittsburgh. I, 
let's have a Permani brother sandwich or something, or like, yes, uh, you yes. know, like they'll do like a fake thing of yes. the hometown because they're quarantined. Uh, but then it'll come, then it'll come down to. So who goes home next week? It's uh, it'll be Michael. A. To me, it'll be. It's got. It's gonna be the single father or yeah. Justin. Yeah, it's one of those two. I, I feel like she has more chemistry. Look, she's sex positive. Like she's going to want to sample the goods on Justin. That's probably why she's kept him around. <laughs> um, so it's going to be Justin. Your, your fantasy sweeters are going to be Justin and Greg and Blake, Blake, and then Blake. She could get rid of Blake next week, but I don't think she will. I think she'll take Blake and Greg to the end. She- she'll pick Greg. As I've said, since episode one, and uh, I don't know. It's it's a pretty boring season, in my opinion. <laughs> no. I'm not, I'll never say that it's a boring season. But right. anyways, that, yeah. those are the final four. So uh, so next week we've got hometowns, and I think I saw the men tell all teased. I don't know if it's oh. next week or if it's the following week. Oh, it's but exciting. the old we could, men we tell might, all. We'll, we'll probably skip a show that week. I don't know. I don't know if I can sit through that. Um, I forgot last week because our faithful listener kayfabe was interested to know when i went to the ufc in las vegas weekend before last for the conor mcgregor fight i was we were in a box so i was on the club level i was getting a drink at the bar before we headed into our box and i looked over and i'm like who is that beautiful man over there because i saw a tall radiant gentleman standing not far from me. And then I went, Oh my God. It's Tyler from the bachelor. Oh, is that who it is? Yeah. I saw him. He was gorgeous. And then my beautiful girlfriend, Cheyenne was like, I'm like, Hey, she doesn't watch the bachelor. I go, Hey, that's Tyler from the bachelor. And she's like, Oh, she's like, you got to go get a picture with him. And I'm like, I do not. And she's like, no, you got to do it for the pod. And I'm like, I will never do that. I'm never, I would never ask anyone on the planet for a picture, much less Tyler from the bachelor. And it, who's standing over here with his model girlfriend. So I'm so, I'm sorry to the listening audience that <laughs> while, while I was sort of in the presence of Tyler from the bachelor and can attest that he is quite good looking in real life and tall. I did not take the opportunity. I could not be goaded into going over and having a personal interaction with Tyler from the bachelor. Cause it just, I felt it was a little too embarrassing. Now we're talking about Tyler Cameron, who was yeah. jilted by Hannah Brown, Hannah B. Hannah B. Hannah B. And then there was speculation after the guy that she chose screwed her over Jed. that they would be back, that she would go back to uh, this Judd. guy and it didn't work out. I think they did. They like kind of milked it. Like they had some, some paparazzi right. dates, but and he's then, like, he's like, Oh no. He's like, I fuck supermodels now. Like right. you're Hannah York, Brown from the bachelorette. Cool. And, but no, I, I, no, I'm, um, I'm balls deep in Bella Hadid tonight. Right. And he's, He's met, he lives in Manhattan and he's roommates with Matt. Something like that. Yeah. Yep. Well, he was in Las Vegas for the UFC 264, as was I. And we were, wow, we were approximate to each other, but I did not take a picture with him. And I'm, I'm kind of regretting it now, actually. Like, I don't know why I didn't. It would have been good for the show. It would have been a funny thing, but yeah, I can't be, that's very odd. I can't be the that. guy that asked a bachelor contestant to take a picture with me. I just can't be that guy. I can't. When I was working at the uh, at the local radio station, we had two bachelor contestants uh, come through to do. Oh yeah, uh, you had Becca, things. another Be- virgin. Becca came through. Yeah, and, Becca was um, And then the the farmer, Chris, the guy who oh, the, man the murderer, somebody. Yeah, yeah, the guy that murdered yeah. that uh, other farmer. Yeah. And and both of those pictures are featured on my Instagram. Uh, yeah, but that was Jason a different sport. They were yeah, Jason Stewart Sports. Your Instagram, going a lot of hikes. The um, but th- that was in you met them in a work type situation. You right. know, it wasn't like just walked up and tapped him on the shoulder and was like, "Hey, aren't you Tyler from The Bachelor?" <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, who are you? Oh, I'm Brian. Can we take a picture? Yeah, but you're I- a dude. I know, right? You don't. You don't think he would say, "Wait, wait a minute, 
Brian. It, it's not Brian Beckner from The Bachelor Lifestyle, is it? You don't think he would have said that? That would have been good. He's like, I've heard you. Like, I mean, I've always been a Tyler fan. The guy's gorgeous. Yeah, he's he a good-looking dude. Handsome in real life, too. Okay, let's. Uh, we'll wrap it up there. For Jason Stewart, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been The Bachelor Lifestyle from TheBallerLifestyle.com. We will see you next time. The Lifestyles Baller Podcast getting bigger and not smaller Broadcasting weekly, that's what we do With Easy Ed Daily and the man Jay Stew And Brian Beckner, quick to dissect the week In sports and culture and whatever Plus you know there's Kate with a C But she's known as Fancy Pop to you and me Talking loud covers, conundrums, my brothers Reviewing some movies and shows and the others Top podcast, man, no one is above us Five star, even the haters will love us And we're not trying to talk politics a lot We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot Shit's so hot, man, you know the shit's on top Top podcast, man, it really hits the spot Listen up, you players and shot callers TBLS, the lifestyle's baller And you know the show is so flawless If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.